So hush. Yes. Uh, speak up and and let's see how how you sound. Give me a second. I'm just trying to change some things. One, two, three o'clock, four o'clock rock. Five, six, seven o'clock. Eight o'clock rock. Uh, rock. <laughs> <laughs> Freudian sleep. <laughs> what is it with us and fucking Freudian sleep before we do a podcast? <laughs> oh, sorry. Cancel my eight o'clock cock. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Go Play That podcast. Let me be your guide. I'm Earl, and joining me this week is Tom. Hello. Bob. Hello. And for the first time, making his debut on the podcast with a really shitty sounding headset, it's Hush. Hello. <laughs> well, if you're actually going to sound like that for the whole podcast, I'm definitely editing you out. I'm out. <laughs> okay, okay. Hello, hello. Okay, so uh, hush. What? Why? Why do you join us this week? What? Why have you bothered to join this uh, this merry crew? Why? <laughs> because I actually try to play like three or four different games this week, so that I can actually speak to you. Wow. See, so you join a gaming blog. Yeah. But I played I played more things. I played Uncharted. I played a lot of different things. I just didn't have enough time to actually speak to you guys. Just like joining some sort of nutrition blog and say, okay, I'm not going to eat anything for the following three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, uh, Hush, in, in the back of your mind, you need to be thinking of, of one game that you're going to speak about this week. Uh, I'll give you a bit of time because Bob... Yes. You're going to get us started. What have you been playing this week? All right. So uh, this week I have been playing Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Syndicate? Syndicate, yes. The latest entry of the Assassin's Creed series on PS4. Ah, okay. I thought you just said Syndicate. No, no, no. Assassin's Creed Syndicate. I think the problem was he said it altogether far too posh for a game that's set in the east end of London. Yeah, it's just that the accent is actually getting back to me. (laughs) (laughs) I already got it. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, let's just pretend this never happened. Um, right, so about Assassin's Creed, do I really need to explain what it's about? It's a really, really popular series. We get one a year, and um, it's about exploring different kinds of, uh, let's say, times in history, ambience, each one of them in a different setting. And this time is Victorian London, I think, late 19th century, I reckon. I mean, I'm really bad at history and geography, so so there you go. The the trifecta of <laughs> of knowledge. To be honest, to be honest, everything I know about history and geography comes from Assassin's Creed games. Well, then you're you're as screwed as I am, then, <laughs> because <laughs> if I were to base actual history on Assassin's Creed, then we're all basically puppets of Templars and assassins. So yeah, um, this time, um, what is it? that calls me in about Assassin's Creed, I have a bit of a dilemma when it comes to Assassin's Creed Saga because every year that a new one comes out and I start playing it, I feel extremely frustrated about the controls. 
this is something that just I assume that it will not really change. I mean, I kind of got used to it. I'm kind of feeling like I'm hostage of the game when I play it. Like, yeah, struggling always to do what I really want to do. Like when I'm thinking, yeah, I'm going to do something and then I press the button and the game does something entirely different. It's It pisses me off to no end. But every entry actually has a very, very nice story and it's really well integrated into actual history. And I, and you, you see some historical figures and you want to see how they interact with you in a video game and such. And uh, I don't know, you just explore explore the city, muck around here and there, jump into some roofs and do a bit of uh, Victorian parkour. It's, it just works. So every year I keep coming back to it like a fool and I keep enjoying them kind of like um, Stockholm Syndrome with a video game. All right. Well, we had some technical difficulties. <laughs> One or two. <laughs> yeah, hope, hopefully uh, we have what Bob said about Assassin's Creed uh, Syndicate on record. If not, um, it was very entertaining. <laughs> if, if we didn't get it, rest assured it was the funniest stuff you've heard all year. Oh, yeah. It, it, it was probably the podcast of the year, just that, yeah. just that segment. It was gold, solid gold yeah. from start to finish. I get that a lot. Lost to the annals of history. I mean, annals of history. To the what? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hush. Hello. Were you thinking of a game while Bob was talking? There's only one game that anyone's actually playing this week. Oh, and what game is this, hush? Um, I started playing Fallout. Oh. I thought you were going to say Star Wars. <laughs> no, no, that's the one that I'm ignoring for now. Huh. <laughs> for now. No, but Fallout. Uh, it's interesting because I never actually played Fallout before. Well, here you see we can fold in both of our games because I also have been playing Fallout. Oh, wow. It's it's a medley of Fallout. Yeah, but you said you've never played Fallout before, right? No, I have not. I've played all of them, so... Really? Okay. Yeah, let's see how it works. Anyway, tell us, tell us your impressions first. My impressions? Um... I don't know exactly why, but I felt that I wanted to play it this time. Um, I don't know if it's because it's next gen. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, you got hit by the hype train, maybe? Maybe, maybe. You know, Pip-Boys pip and all that, of course. But, um, but yeah, I got the game and I thought, okay, I'm going to give this a go, even though I'm sure that I'm not going to be able to, to be as committed as other people. Looking at Tom, of course. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because it's, it's a very demanding game. And I think that's one of the things that made me be a bit afraid of it um, back in the day. But I think, uh, if I understood correctly, they actually simplified the game a little bit, making it easier for newcomers. Not so. You think so? Uh, I, I was just reading uh, how the other ones were, and I felt that this one was a bit easier. I don't know. Not the game itself, but easier to jump in and to understand what's going on and to uh, to play it. Uh, normally, because really? I've read a lot on stuff, a lot of stuff on Twitter that people are finding it too hard. No, the game itself might be hard, but I mean to actually jump in and start playing it and not really needing to understand what happened before. Well, I mean, it's it's essentially the same story. This is part of the key as well. I think you know different locations, but the same nuclear war, or as they say, war never changes. You know. Yeah, I, I was going to say. 
I, I'd be amazed if people think it's harder than like the first two. Yeah, the first two were hardcore. I mean, like Fallout One and Two are brutal in places. In places, they're brutal from the start. I know people that have given up on Fallout Two before the trial is finished in the first in the first section. Yeah, getting killed by rats in the first thirty seconds. Yeah. Although Hush brings up a valid point as well, because other people I know, uh, Blanca, for example, said that she was actually tempted to play this one. So I don't know if it's been prettified or just looks like it would be better for people to play. I think it feels more more accessible. Right. I don't know. Maybe nowadays it's it's so easy to just boot up your console, your PS4 or whatever, and just play it a little bit. It doesn't feel like it's one of those like old school PC games that will just drain your life. But I mean, the, the last Fallout 3, Fallout New Vegas, they really followed this same same pattern you could save wherever you wanted and and sort of you know leave it at that it wasn't like you had to finish a mission and get to a checkpoint as far as i remember yeah but okay so maybe the graphic component actually makes a difference because next gen looks really really nice Mm -hmm. and it might be a bit more appealing for everyone i guess i don't know what i what i especially like in this one especially because i'm playing it on console like you um, that you do have the quick save function. So they've made a nod to the traditional PC gaming in that way that you can hit two buttons and you save. Yeah, and I really need that. So it's really good. Everybody really needs it. It just gives you that little bit of safety before you go into that building or before you try and tackle you know, the bad guy you can make out in the distance. You know, Because death is swift in this game. And that happens often. Yeah. It, it's incredible. How many times have you died so far? I, I hope there's no actual tracking system. Um, <laughs> I'm sure Way too stand. many. Yeah. yeah, that's my answer, basically. Um, but I'm still new. I'm still learning. I'm trying to understand what's going on. Ah, and this is this points me to something very important. The, I'm sorry, the special feature. Mm-hmm. So the skills, the way they define the skills and the way the tree actually works, I think is very, very interesting. It's not revolutionary, of course, um, but it, it makes quite a big difference. Um, I've I've only played, I'm doing one playthrough. I'm not going to change. I'm not going to start all over again and change my skills like a lot of people do. But yeah, but I, but I read a lot of people that uh, after a few hours, they just restarted because it wasn't working for them. And I, I actually understand why, because sometimes I need to repeat the same area for like five, six, seven times. And I'm absolutely certain it is because of my choices. Well, that's interesting, because I, I don't know if it's because I'm, I've am i played, especially New Vegas and Fallout 3, I played a lot. So I kind of came in w- with an idea of the skills or the, the, the special attributes that would be useful. Like, I know you're going to need hacking. You're going to need lockpicking. Whatever happens, you need those two skills. You know? Uh, Strength's not so important except for carrying. Uh, If you're worried about that, you always get a follower quite quickly anyway. Uh, Charisma can be useful, blah, 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 this kind of thing. But really, I just just put points into intelligence and endurance. So you're focusing on, on getting materials somehow? Or getting weapons. Well, there's different ways about doing it. Like I, you know, my character's tough and smart, so I can generally unlock or hack my way into any spare places, which automatically gives you a lot of extra stuff. Um, on the same side, you know, I have the perk which is the Lone Wanderer, 
Oh, the Lone Wanderer, one of my favorite perks. It's great. So you leave your follower at home because they do get you into trouble a lot of the time. They they don't really know how to sneak very well, this kind of thing. So I prefer not to have them around. But even that perk, that gives you, like, on the first level, gives you an extra 50 pounds of carry weight just for being by yourself. That's really good. And makes you tougher at the same time. So there's little things like that. If you play this, if you play the perks, and I actually think in this game, um, they have made it very, very easy to use the perks. Because if I remember correctly, you couldn't put points into your special attributes in the earlier games. Can somebody verify that? Um, and I know for a fact that on Fallout Three, you can. Okay. But I'm not completely sure about one and two. Maybe I'm misremembering them because I know, like in here, you can choose when you level up. Ah, oh, wait, no. You mean when you level up? No. Yeah. That's no, that's not so. the case. You can actually distribute your points when you create your character and such, but when you level up, you don't get any extra special points. No. Right. So here you have the choice. Now you actually have the choice of putting in uh, a level up point in a special point or a perk. Okay. This is what I mean when I say that. This game seems a bit more friendlier than the previous ones. Which also makes me wonder why so many people are restarting with new characters, you know? It's like, just, just level up a few times. Well, is everyone um, that's making those comments coming into the franchise for the first time, perhaps, and doesn't have the same uh, gut strength as Hush? That I've read, it was actually people that played the previous ones. I think they're the ones that already know where they want to be. And if they're not getting it the right way, they want to restart. Whereas whereas maybe a complete newbie might not notice the stuff that they're missing, you know? And that's mm. me. Exactly. <laughs> exactly that. But uh, like, like you, I'm also focusing on the intelligence and like hacking, picklocking. Um, but what I feel is that I'm, I'm a bit too weak. So I'm not giving enough damage. I'm not um, strong enough. I don't know. Where where are you up to in the game, if I can ask? Uh, I only played a few hours, so. Okay, because there's there's one moment. No, it's it is like I don't want to give any spoilers away, but there's one quest where you will get an item, and suddenly everything goes, all right. Because <laughs> it is like the first weapons you get are seriously underpowered. Okay, I didn't get that yet. Yeah, there's one weapon. You know, you can tell me when you get it, and you'll be like, aha. Now I can kick some ass. So I guess it's not my pea shooter that I have now. No, 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 no. <laughs> I still have a pocket full of pea shooters, but I've got like one or two solid guns, you know. And and the thing is, you know, it's it's like they always say: walk softly and carry a big gun. If you feel that you're being, you know, out uh, outpowered, sneak around. Remember, you can set traps. Yes, you yes. can lure people into situations which are more advantageous for you, you know. Like, don't be afraid to fire, to hit and run, you know? Yeah, it's it's a very um, interesting and complex game, but it doesn't look like it's that complex. But you can give it um, that level of complexity by knowing these little tricks, like you're saying. Mm -hmm. But it, it takes a lot of experience. So for me, it's going to take, take a while. I'm guessing, yeah, that the key of accessibility here is that it, the game is as complex as you want it to be. That's why it makes it so good, right? Yeah. yeah. That's why I haven't played it, this one in particular, but at least three was kind of like that. It's a game, yeah, it's definitely in that 
in that vein that it's a game that allows to be way more complex. I mean, I know people are already modding it to remove HUD elements and get it down to even more difficult levels, you know. Uh, I'm not doing that because I don't have the time to really think about making it harder, you know. You have to at least have the John Cena mod running, though. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not having the John Cena mod running on it. Not, not, Not on my first playthrough. (laughs) <laughs> I'm enjoying yeah, it's it. Well worth, you know. It's well worth uh, experiencing an entire playthrough with it there, though, so you should go back. I, I, might, I may well do, but I mean, I'm still enjoying this because I played my first ever playthrough of Fallout 3 was in, in Spanish. Played the whole Brilliant. game in Spanish, and it was great for practicing a foreign language, but I got to the end and I just realized, oh my god, Liam Neeson, Ron Perlman, etc. were all in this game. And I had no idea. And they speak fluent Spanish. Well, yes, yeah, exactly. You know, which is strange. But no, I'm I'm really enjoying the the ambience in here. I really like a lot of the touches. Like the voice acting is is very well done. It still has the Bethesda sort of scary face effect. Oh, okay. You know, when they they go real close up on people's faces during conversations, and the facial graphical quality isn't all that. <laughs> Uh, I know what you mean, yeah. Yeah, I've seen some interesting-looking screenshots. It's still no Unity, you know. Uh, (laughs) But, I mean, a lot of what I've seen, like, because I've seen a lot of people talking about bugs and things like this, but I have to say that I haven't encountered anything at all serious. And I'm about nine hours into the game. Me neither, no. It might be more a PC thing, I guess. Probably so, yeah. With the mod support, it comes a lot of... yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. I think if you if you try and push that engine just ever so slightly, it's going to bend mm. um, because it's not meant to be pushed. But yeah, I, I've I've everyone that I have spoken to in real life uh, has said the same thing. They haven't experienced any bugs, but you know, if you go on Twitter or look around, they they exist for sure. But I, I wonder if they're really the 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 common or garden player of this game. I think I think they may be. I mean, I'm just wondering if because I'm playing on PS4, like you say, because it's it's it might be quite a stable build. You know, I can't say about the Xbox version, but uh, I mean, I've just had the typical Bethesda big game glitches, which you come to expect from you know these kind of hugely massive and complex games. My dog, I have to say that my dog tends to stand at very funny angles. <laughs> <laughs> That's about the worst that I've found is that, you know, I, I, I saw him yesterday. I was in a house and he had his back paws on the bed almost, his front paws on the floor, and he was about 60 degrees. It was pretty fun. Okay. What's his name? Uh, it's Dogmeat. So you left it with Dogmeat? Yeah, Dogmeat's, that, that... That Dogmeat's a great name for a dog. Well, especially, yeah, because it comes from the very first Fallout, I guess. Yeah, yeah I was about to say I've heard of that name, so, um, yeah. I, I thought you actually named it that in um, in reference to the first no, game, but no, that's no, the default, no, no. is it? It's a default I, name. If I'm left to my own devices, uh, see Dragon Age Origins, for example, my dog, for the entire way through the game, was called Chompy. <laughs> <laughs> So, so I just left the name. Like, yep, dog meat's fine. I can't be trusted to get a better name than that. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Especially not for a game that's going to last me like at least forty hours. You know, <laughs> because this is another great thing about. I mean, this game. Uh, I don't know if it's going to convert anybody who's new to the series. I'm hoping that Hush likes it and feels that he wants to go back and see some of the other games because it is. 
more Fallout. If you like it, it's it's great. If you didn't like Fallout, you're probably not going to enjoy this. That's a good thing then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and um, thankfully for Bethesda, the uh, the audience size of people that do like Fallout is pretty big. Yeah, and I think the hype train will have collected a few more people on the way in to this one. You know, uh, but it is definitely. I mean, it's it's Fallout. Everything's there that you want. Picking locks with a bobby pin, it's got it. Uh, jibbing enemies quite spectacularly, it's got it. Killing yourself with stupidity, it's got it. <laughs> ten out of ten. There seemed, well, there's still what I think as well is the the humor is still there as well. For such a bleak, you know, game. Some of the humor is there. Like I was almost killed the other day with a toilet bomb. A toilet bomb. Random toilet bomb. I was in a little place. I didn't know. You know, there was. It was no mission. I don't think it was a mission-based area. Uh, I was just having an explore, as you do in Fallout, usually while trying to go to a mission, getting distracted 12 times on the way. I, I went into the bathrooms, and as everybody knows in Fallout games, bathrooms are a good source of loot. Well, if you're looting poo. Well, no, this is the thing. You get Your stim packs are in there. There's always a surprise if you open up all of the stalls, whatever. But in this case, the surprise was quite real. I I didn't notice the broom leaning against the toilet door, or rather, I, I did notice the broom, but thought nothing of it. Casually open the door, the broom falls, activates a tripwire behind the toilet door, you've got about a second and a half to run, and then the toilet detonates. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. That is brilliant. Very clever, yeah. And there's absolutely no reason for it to be there, you know? No, no, it's just colour. It's just colour. I found, I've, I shared a picture, which I know you saw, Earl, I shared a picture on Twitter of two teddy bears performing rudimentary surgery on each other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Yeah, I just found, in a, again, in a very random area, you know, a, a sort of makeshift medical tent, which happened to contain two teddy bears, one of whom was holding a bone saw. <laughs> and these are the kind of things, you know, if you, it makes you pay attention, it makes you look, it makes you stop and appreciate the silliness in these <laughs> moments, you know? It would make me wonder, actually. If someone was behind that idea, like, yeah, let's put these things here, or if it was actually made, um, procedurally made, like, to appear randomly at certain locations. No, well, I don't know that. I think I think hmm. they would have to be placed. I mean, there is a lot of emergent gameplay and silliness that happens in these games, but I'm not sure, for example, you know, something that specific... Yeah, I imagine I imagine they have like a thousand uh, trained monkeys just plowing content through <laughs> that landscape. Um, but yeah, I I, I believe you. I, I believe that that could be deliberate on, on each corner. And it's it's been a staple of the series as well. I mean, uh, was it New Vegas that had the weird and wonderful uh, m mutator or modifier? I can't remember. Like you could take, it was like a perk that you could take, and then weird stuff would happen, like UFO crashes. I think it was New Vegas, but <laughs> yeah. I'm not one hundred percent sure. And then there was also, you know, there's these little Easter eggs you can find everywhere. Like you could find Luke Skywalker's dead parents in a burnt, uh, uncle and aunt, sorry, in a burned out farm. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> you know, but the little nods, little little silly things like this happening all around. Have you noticed that hush? While you've been playing, uh, nothing like that. Nothing like 
connected to any pop culture reference, but um, but I've noticed that it's, it has a very dark humor, and I guess it makes sense considering uh, the story of the game. I guess. Yeah. Have you have you had the radio on at all? Uh, yes. There's also some quests uh, that involve having the, the radio on, or at least to start them. Did you? Which one do you listen to? Are you listening to to the sort of jazz 1930s one? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, the last time I remember, I was listening to the news in the Diamond uh, Diamond City. Ah, okay. Well, this is the thing. I I don't know. Again, I don't know if they did it in previous uh, iterations, but in here, in the radios, there's a mix of uh, real songs and then also made up songs. Ah, oh, that sounds kind of Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about that as well. Fallout 3 did have real songs because I remember tracking them down and having a playlist made on Spotify with these songs. But I don't know if all of them were real or if some of them were made up or something. At at the very least, a few of them were real, for sure. Well, I've been listening to the sort of 1930s swing jazz sort of station. And you've got, you know, Nat King Cole and things like this playing. And then you've got all these, these songs which are very similar in tone. They're very well-done parodies, but the lyrics are amazing. So you have, like, uh, this sort of 1930s big band-style song, which is, I'll crawl out through the fallout with you. (laughs) And my all-time favorite line, which is uh, talking about being outside of civilization. Oh, yeah. The Oh, damn it. Civilization, I'll stay right here. Civilization, I'll stay right here. And it's got yeah. this amazing lyric, which is, uh, they have things like the atom bomb. So I think I'll stay where I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that one is a real song. Is What? I'd, that's a real that, song? Yeah, that's one of the Fallout 3 songs that I managed to track down. Amazing. I didn't know. <laughs> I can't remember exactly what the name of, of the... Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it. I'll, I'll figure it out. I can't remember the name. I'm it just... doesn't matter. Oh, here Basically... it is. Yeah, uh. Civilization Bongo 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 by the the Andrew Sisters and Danny Kay. That's the one. Yes. Yeah, this is definitely the one. Okay. I knew that I had it somewhere. <laughs> so yeah, that's why I like it. I've just been, you know, and again, it is more Fallout. I've done all the typical things. I come out of the vault and immediately go wee into the wasteland, trying to find things that will eat me. <laughs> All right. Uh, what do you think about the the settlements? So you need to create them and and um, and help like with resources and everything. Uh, what do you think of that? Because I think it's new. Right? It is new. Yeah. I think it springs directly off the Fallout Shelter mobile app that they had up before the game was released. Yeah. Uh, it brings in a bit of time resource, uh, time management, resource management to it, which I quite like because it scratches that itch for collectibles. But you don't really have to go out and find specific things, you know. But do you actually spend some time with him, or do you think that maybe your time can be spent somewhere else? Because because it feels like you don't really need to do it. It's like a it's almost like a side quest. It is. You can do it or just ignore no, it. No, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm making sure all my settlements are happy. I'm I'm very upset at the moment because I don't have enough gears or screws to make the things that I want. So, because there's some of the more sort of the more complex things that I want to build take a lot of materials. So, like I'm, I you you can actually set ingredients or components to to scavenge. Mm-hmm. So you can actually set them. So when you look at the miscellaneous crap 
that's everywhere in the environment, it will give you like a little magnifying glass and tell you if that's something you're looking out for. Okay, I need to explore that a little bit more because I'm still in the beginning. I'm still levels, right? So I'm in the beginning of everything, experimenting a little bit here and there. And again, this is what I mean when I when I was surprised that you thought it was more accessible because there's really no instruction. Yeah, that's that's the thing. I didn't like what I saw, like the experience of setting up the settlement, like when you started. Mm -hmm. It wasn't it wasn't great, so I didn't go back to it yet. But did you do the quests? Oh. In the first uh, yeah. settlement in Sanctuary Hills. Yes, I, I have to do the resources and pick up and create a couple of different things. Yeah, that's what I was doing. Yeah, but at at some point, I think I was harvesting. I think that was the resources, like food or whatever, and um, I I couldn't actually do it. I don't know what was going on, but I couldn't do it. Okay, we'll talk later about this if you need some more help. But it is it is new and it is not very well explained. I will I will concede that point. But it gets kind of satisfying once you see, like, my, my Sanctuary Hill settlement has, like, 10 people in now. Everybody's happy. They've got enough beds. They've got enough food. Uh, and I think it will play a part later on because then it opens up more side quests, etc. So this is the what we were talking about, the complexity of this mm. game. Because you can decide not to do it. But if you go into it, I'm sure there are going to be some advantages and perks. And um, and it's like a social element, right? It's a single-player game, but it feels like you're in one of those social games. Like you said, the Fallout Shelter is very similar. To yeah, that. yeah, it's 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 interesting. Anyway, I, I don't know if it will make or break the game. And I don't know how difficult it will be once you've got like six or seven or ten settlements all going at the same time. That's when you start bringing out your Excel. <laughs> 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 That's when you start bringing out your Excel. I have never. We may we may be laughing about this, but a lot of people do. I've never ever created oh, yeah, an Excel definitely. file for a game ever. <laughs> I already Stu did. Stu had a really impressive one for I think it was Demon Souls actually. Um, but yeah, no. If if uh, if there's depth there and uh, and Excel is a beneficial tool, hey, why not? <laughs> because I can't. I can't. I mean, I play these games to enjoy myself. I I don't use Excel to enjoy myself. Yeah, maybe I'm weird. Nobody does. I don't know. <laughs> well, I actually, I actually sit opposite a guy that would prefer to be in Excel than playing a game. So uh... <laughs> slap him for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's a data analyst, so you know. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can imagine. But by, by trade, he needs to enjoy it. I guess. <laughs> can imagine. But yeah, I mean, I'm sure that Hush and I could probably talk about Fallout forever and ever and ever and ever. Um, especially as we go deeper into the game, because I mean, we neither of us are that far. I'm closing in on level twenty. Level twenty. In nine hours, okay. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, you know, everybody plays it at their own pace, you see. Oh, also, there's no level cap, is there? I didn't know that. I, I don't know. I know that the, the biggest trophy for levels is for 50. Yeah, I, I do think that there's no level cap. So if you have you have your limitation, like you're going to have a maximum number of skills or perks to actually... Oh, I'm so doing that. To have. But I don't think there's level cap. You should, you, should, you should take a look at it. Definitely. All right. Cool. We'll, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk in a couple of months. <laughs> okay. So, Earl, what have uh, you been playing? I have been playing Forza Horizon Two. Uh huh. Mm. So I am a really big fan of open world uh, driving games since Test Drive Unlimited on the Xbox 360. I I. I love the sequel to that game and probably my favorite game this year, although it came out uh, last year, is The Crew, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and there is currently a Black Friday sale on on uh, on Xbox Live, and I noticed that Forza Horizon is uh, only fifteen pounds at the moment. So I figured I'd pick it up, thinking um, a bit of a throwaway, but at least I can drive around a bit. And yeah, I, it's it's it's. I always find myself very addicted to these games. It's the the car collection. It's the I must drive on every inch of road that exists in this world. Um, so I, I've, I found myself playing a little bit more than I anticipated. However, it's probably not going to overtake the crew as my favorite in the genre, especially because there's a bit of a dude bro um, <laughs> culture around the game. Well, it's yeah, it's 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 set around a. Um, like a music festival, I guess. It's it's part music festival, part car festival. Um and there's a lot of uh driving from from stage to stage, from gig to gig. But no, it's um one of the things that sort of rang a, a little bit distasteful for me is that instead of winning prizes, you win wristbands <laughs> which gain you entrance to festivals. It just it just seemed a little bit weird. I don't know. It's just um it's just culturally didn't ring true to to what I well, enjoy. Well, in this way, I've seen what people consume at festivals, and I wouldn't let any of those people behind the wheel of a high-powered sports car. <laughs> I've seen what people throw <laughs> up at festivals. Hey, I've just I've just <laughs> drunk three liters of cheap cider and taken some mushrooms. Now is the time to just <laughs> blast my car. No, no. Okay, so apart from apart from the dude bro sort of not cool setting, what's good about it? So unlike uh, the crew. And uh, and test drive the uh, the roads are, are much wider and much more open um, because the crew for the most part you're driving around uh, city centres because it's like an approximation of of US cities. Um, this is based in like a um, um, a fantasy paradise kind of setting, um, so it gave them a bit more license to to do what they wanted with the roads. Um, which means you can do big, wide, sweeping drifts all over the place, and the the handling supports that. Unlike um, the main Forza series, the handling is very arcadey. Um, it's not it's not tuned to realism at all. Even though the the cars are all official and licensed, etc. Um, but th- this one's a, a lot more casual, um, and it's very social. Huh. And what, what's what's interesting for me is that unlike um, the crew and and games of that ilk, your friends don't actually have to be online for you we're to socialise. We're sorry, okay? We're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so um, th- this isn't going to be new to anyone that's played the Forza series. However, I haven't been in the Xbox economy for many, many years, so it is new to me, uh, is the driver tars. So the driver tars are a artificial intelligent approximation of how you drive like shit in my case <laughs> <laughs> well actually it's funny you say that like so i have about seven friends on my friends list who have played this game before me um so the game has uploaded their ai um equivalents i guess um, and you can tell which friends are just absolutely awful at driving games because their AI is just smashing all <laughs> over the place. And so I sent a few people like um, the odd message or a video clip saying, like, you know, this this is clearly uh, not your game, is it? Just 
this uh, car on its roof, beached on the side of the road, uh, with my mate's name hovering above it. So I, I did find that quite amusing. Um, but at the same time, obviously, you can actually meet up with your friends uh, in real life. But um, I, I didn't realize that this is, I guess, where Drive Club gets its um, social element from, because Drive Club is a very similar thing on PS4. Um, but it works very well. Um, it it will throw a challenge at you, like um, beat Edu um, at this time, and it will have their ghost. Or you can actually race against their AI, which means you can actually physically collide with their vehicle, which is an experience you don't usually get when you're challenging someone's ghost time trial. And I thought that was particularly clever. And it's just a refreshing diversion from the simulation-heavy Forza, I've actually bought Forza 6 the same day, um, so I'll, be, I'll, I'll visit that one Tell later. Tell which one you're more crap at. Oh, I'm definitely more crap at Forza 6. <laughs> that goes without saying. <laughs> oh, my word. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, it, I mean, that's a simulation racer, and it's, and it's phenomenal. And it, the, the, the last thing I wanted to touch on, and this, this rings true for both games, they look absolutely stunning. I honestly haven't seen games look that good on consoles this generation. Straight up. Those those two games are the best looking console games I have ever played. That's because cars are easy though, isn't it? Well, yeah, you you could argue that and you know, all the reflections off of the bonnet and all that kind of stuff. It's definitely a topic, um sorry, it's a it's a genre where you can show off the visuals. Um you know, Drive Club is a very pretty game. Well, I mean, as Grand, well. Gran Turismo was taken as a benchmark for a lot of time, wasn't it? On on earlier generations. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Or th- through the generations, yeah. arguably. But um, I, I'd I'd say Forza blows the competition out of the water in terms of pure visuals alone. Just looks absolutely stunning. Um, and I, I find myself just wanting to drive towards the horizon just to 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 have a look at how it's going to look when the sun goes down and. The weather transition effects are just mind-blowing. Really, really pretty game. Uh, but yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Uh, I may have to go back to the crew um, to, to pick up Wild Run All right. at some point in the near future. I've never actually seen you playing the crew actively. He, Every he time that I saw like you playing. He 4 o'clock on a Sunday morning and then it's like, guys, you weren't online to play. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually uh, have been playing on PC mostly. Is the reason you're not seeing me on your friends list? I'm 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 keeping, I'm keeping two active crew accounts um, at the moment. I'm balancing the two, and uh, the the temptation to get another one on Xbox. <laughs> I've actually got it for PC as well with uh, Wild Hunt and everything. Um, Wild Hunt. Wild, Wild Run. Run. Wild Run. Wild Hunt is The Witcher. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I'm tempted actually on on giving it a go as well on PC, but yeah, yeah. Well, one of the one of the flaws of uh, the crew series to 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 distract myself from Forza slightly is that you can't actually start again. Yeah. Um your game save is server side and locked to your uh, gamer tag or ID or oh, profile that, or whatever you want to call that's it. That's terrible. So you cannot start that game again. The only way you can do so is by creating a new account on your hardware. So you couldn't you couldn't play on the same PSN profile, for example. Um, oh, someone's at the front door. <laughs> um, and 
my workaround for that has been buying the game again on a new platform each time. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your business. So they've done quite, they've done quite well. Out of I, I'd love it that somebody, if you now get the Xbox One version, somebody's going to be like, oh my God, hacks, you're so good at this game. You're too good. And you'll be like, no, I literally have played it three times on three separate consoles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just drifting around at level one, <laughs> doing donuts around people. But is this an online only or always online game? Because you said the save is in the server side. Uh, the crew is online only, yes. You have to be online to play that game. Um, Forza Horizon, I'm not so sure. There definitely isn't any need to be online for Forza Horizon. Um, but the crew, yes. But the, the crew is very much an MMO. Um, I'd, I'd almost argue the crew is an MMO first and a driving game second. Pretty much, yeah. Um, yeah, okay. and Forza Horizon is a driving game, which has a lot of social features, but it's not necessarily um, a massively multiplayer experience. From what I can tell, the other drivers that are populating the game world in Forza Horizon 2 aren't actively online right now i think it's their driver's cars it's it's their ai that are, that are whooshing around um but i don't mind that that's completely fine with me and it seems to mean that they can have a lot more in quotes players in my game at any given time because usually games like that it's about six other cars are driving around and they sort of connect and disconnect every now and then whereas in forza horizon 2 it feels like a, a living, breathing world with lots of vehicles whooshing around all over the place, and, and that's really cool. So I would say this ranks as my second favorite open-world driving game of all time. <laughs> in, in, what is, in what is admittedly a very, very specific genre, um, but uh, one I hold dear to my heart, so second is actually a um, worthy praise. And for £15, and it'll still be £15 at the time this podcast goes out, um, that's a nuts price for the amount of content that this game offers. So don't even hesitate if you like driving games and you have an Xbox One and you don't have it. It'd be madness to miss it out. Or you could go the other way and just get Fallout and then kiss goodbye to your life for the next three months. <laughs> Can you drive in Fallout? Ooh, you know, no. Open world? Oh, okay. No. Oh. I, I could see my worlds colliding just then. Not from not from Fallout Two. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Well, everyone has spoken about a game. Whether we have a recording of us talking about those games, uh, we will soon find out. Um, <laughs> this could well this... be a Frankenstein botch job. Don't worry. It it could be. Yeah. And uh, apologies to all our listeners if that's the case. Um, if uh, if it's not. Uh, I'm a genius at being able to stitch this together. <laughs> if, if, if this is the first time you've noticed there may have been a problem, uh, I have done some wizardry, trust me, with the editing. Um, I highly doubt it. So anyway, we will look into that. I will be shouting at my Mumble server provider as to why that happened. Um, hopefully have it fixed by the next time. Um, otherwise, everyone say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Goodbye, everyone. And visit the website and follow all the things. Do it. Click. Do the clicking. Click. Click, 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 click.
Yeah.